Scout Pal Nation, are you ready for football? It's time for some two-a-days, where each NFL team is broken down by experts to get you ready for game day. Everything you need to know, and a few tips to impress the pickiest of football fans. Now, your host, the sports gal pal herself, Ramona Rice. Well, hey there, Galpon Nation. Welcome to my two-a-day series where we're breaking down each NFL team to get you ready for game day. With me today from Next Fan Up is Brian, the Packers superfan. Brian, welcome to Sports Gal Pal. Thanks, Ramona. Happy to be here. All right, let's get right to it. I think that one of the biggest stories in this offseason um, uh, during this uh, preseason is Jordy Nelson and his injury. I know as a fantasy owner who drafted him second round, I am devastated. I'm not sure what I'm going to do for a wide receiver in that spot, but seriously, what are the Packers going to do? Well, we've always taken the next man up approach, so I expect this to be no different. Um, there was some rumors going around that we'd be interested in Reggie Wayne, which is obviously those have been debunked a little bit. They, he obviously signed with the Patriots earlier this week, and I never really bought into the rumors anyway. That's never really been Ted Thompson's style, so it's going to be Devontae Adams and a whole cavalcade of also ran uh, manning the third position. So that's kind of what I'm expecting. And um, Devontae Adams, I think, is going to be great. Uh, the quarterbacks had lots of great things to say about him this offseason, saying he's got humongous upside and um, he's starting to reach that upside. He regrets that he didn't give him more opportunities last year. So um, I think we're all going to get a chance to see that, and it'll be interesting to see how he does. All right, let, let's talk about, you know, your quarterback is obviously Aaron Rodgers, arguably the best quarterback in the league. Um, I personally think so. I would love to have him as an Eagle. That would be awesome. Um, it's never going to happen. But, um, you know, how important is he? Uh, it doesn't get any more important than Aaron Rodgers. I feel like, you know, as long as we've got him on the team, we have a chance to win any game. And I expect that as long as he can stay healthy, we will compete for a championship. I mean, how is it that Packers fans got so lucky? I mean, you have Brett Favre, you know, who was like literally one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. And then, oh, his backup happens to be this amazing and ever so dreamy Aaron Rodgers. I mean, not only is he amazing on the football field, he's ever so dreamy to look at. His girlfriend's super cute and hot. So, you know, I mean, he really is just just an all around just amazing guy. His commercials are funny. I mean, seriously. And we know he doesn't under deflate anything. So, I mean, he just is a great quarterback. You're so Yeah, lucky. no, I think the Packers, it's part luck and part skill. I don't know how Ted Thompson evaluates if his dreaminess or non-dreaminess goes into the equation at all. But regardless, you know, he kind of went out on a limb there. Um, obviously, we were coming off a fairly good season. I think we was, he was a 26th pick overall, so we had to do pretty well that year and did not need a quarterback by any means with Brett Favre and, a lot of people were upset at the time that uh, we didn't use that pick uh, to bolster other positions to make a title run, and obviously that has paid off in the long run. So I uh, chalk it all up to Ted Thompson and the scouting staff here. They do a great job, and um, I think we see that year after year. All right, let's look at the other side of the ball. Defense is going to be so critical with so much offensive weapons for both the Lions and the Vikings this year with Adrian Peterson back in the Vikings. Um, that rookie running back over there in the Lions, plus you got Megatron and all of his crazy. And then every once in a while, Jake Cutler actually decides to throw a ball accurately. I know it seems shocking, but it does happen. Um, so defensively, how are you guys looking? Yeah, even a blind squirrel finds it out once in a while. That's what I'll have to say about uh, the, <laughs> That's probably what Tom, Cutler. the Chicago super fan, would say, too. <laughs> I know. He, he likes to rag on color, too. Uh, the defense, um, they just have to be good enough. 
I think the defensive line is going to struggle a little bit. Um, we have Mike Daniels there. He's a, he's a hard worker um, if he doesn't lack a little bit of talent. that are kind of some of the more tangible features that you would look for in a 3-4 defensive lineman. Uh, at linebacker, it all starts with Clay Matthews, whether he's playing inside, playing outside. Um, he's kind of what makes the defense go. Um, as far as the cornerbacks, that's really where the biggest question marks are. Um, we obviously lost Tremont Williams and Devon House uh, from our quarterback core from a season ago. Replaced them with a couple of rookies, uh, Quentin Rollins and Demarius Randall, who both had uh, at least one good game in the preseason, not both in the same game, but um, they've both been good. And then an undrafted rookie, too, has shown well in both preseason games, Ladarius Gunter. He's one that I do expect will make the roster, even as an undrafted rookie. Um, then our safety group, uh, really three pretty strong safeties. We've got uh, Morgan Burnett, HaHa Clinton-Dix, and uh, Micah Hyde manning those positions. And really, um, Micah Hyde's kind of a jack-of-all-trades. Can He can play some cornerback for us, too. So he's just a solid football player. I think the defense, like I said, they don't have to be great. They just have to be good enough to, to keep us in games so that the offense can pull out. All right, let's talk about keeping you guys in games for a second because the last game you played last year, of course, was at Seattle. Um, and you I'm going to say it, you guys blew it. You blew it. You had them on the ropes. You blew it. I we think it was totally too con- yeah. Do you agree? Yeah, totally. It was uh, uh, an embarrassment, basically. You know, we were running all over them, marching up and down the field for 55 minutes, and we just got too conservative. Um, we kind of went into a shell. The offense was doing a great job of pushing the ball down the field and really challenging that Seattle defense. And we had them on the ropes and kind of took our foot off the gas, took our foot off their throat, and they came back and bit us. Do you expect any adjustments to that, or is it going to be, you know, that was just a fluke and we're just going to keep playing Packers football? No, there's been a major, major adjustment. So Mike McCarthy this year has given up play-calling duties, uh, passed them over to Tom Clements, who's actually never done it before. And when you think about when a team or when a play-caller gives up duties, um, usually that happens because you're toward the bottom of the league in offensive efficiency, not toward the top. So I get that he's going to be spending a little bit more time uh, with the defense and really focusing on special teams, who, which was atrocious for us last year. I think we finished dead last um, so I guess we'll see who will be in the pudding. I'm a little bit skeptical that the, uh, advancements that we make in those two areas will be enough to make up for the, the difference on offense. Cause I really do think that play calling was one of the things that Mike McCarthy does best. Those X's and O's and scheme are some of his strongest suits. Um, so I'll be, that's one thing that I'm very curious about. Um, I will say it was encouraging in the first preseason game, uh, the first string for the first quarter they played. Rattled off 33 offensive plays, which is a ton of plays. If you extrapolate that out over the over the course of the game, you know, that's a ton of plays. Most of the time, offenses run 80, 90 plays is a lot of plays in a single game. So um, they were really moving it, and I think that was partially by design. They wanted to get a lot of plays for Rodgers and Clements uh, to kind of get the timing down between getting the call in, getting the guys lined up, and getting the play run and on to the next play. So there's been a huge change in our play calling. Whether or not it gets more conservative or less conservative, it's a little bit too early to say. Preseason is really kind of a, a tough tough way to gauge that, but um, there's been a major change, if nothing else. 
Well, let's talk about your division for a minute. Again, I mentioned earlier that Adrian Peterson, after a one-year suspension, um, basically, I don't know if he was ever officially suspended, but um, is coming back to the Vikings. Teddy Bridgewater, all accounts, everybody's saying, oh, he's fantastic. Um, So you're, you know, the Vikings are looking good. And then the Lions, man, they look great. That rookie running back looks fantastic. Again, you've got Megatron. You've got Matthew Stafford. You know, how do you guys stack up? You know, honestly, I feel better about our chances this year, even without Jordy Nelson, than I have felt in maybe four or five years. I think the losses that the Lions have experienced on the defensive side of the ball, specifically the defensive line, um, mean that they're going to have to win games 40 to 38. And I really, really like when we have to put pressure or when they have to put pressure on Matt Stafford to win games because he's one that will force throws and will throw it to the other team. I'm not all that concerned about about uh, the Lions. I guess the Lions are probably the team I'm most concerned about in the division, but I'm still not overly concerned about anybody. I think the Vikings, um, I think they're kind of headed the other, they're headed the right direction. I just don't know that they're going to have the horses yet to compete with us. Uh, and the Bears are a uh, dumpster fire. I'm sure if you've already talked to Tyler, I'm sure he's gone on and on about that. I-, I think even without talking to Tom, I could have figured that one out. It's pretty bad. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's it tough because that is one of the kind of bellwether, you know, rivalries in sports is that Packers defense. And it just feels very one-sided lately. Like for a long time, it's been Packers go, Pack, go. Um, <laughs> you know, there's been no Super Bowl shuffle in Chicago. No, definitely not. And you're perfectly okay with that, aren't you? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I love reading. One of my favorite things to do after the Packers beat the Bears is read the Chicago papers. That's one of my favorite things. That's so mean. I do that too with my rivals. I do. <laughs> no, no. The best is when you go trolling. Like, like you don't actually um, write on their message boards, but you actually read their fans' message boards and various sites, and you see all the doom and gloom, and you're like over here like, look at me. I just won. Yeah, mm-hmm. no. I, right. I admit that. This is a safe space, Brian. You can admit those things. It's perfectly okay. Um, outside of your division, are there any matchups you're really looking forward to? Uh, yeah, a couple. So we play the Seahawks early in the season, week two. It's a home game. Uh, um, looking forward to that one. Uh, we've actually played them very well the last three times, even though we, you know, we choked it away last season. Like I said, we did kind of do whatever we wanted for fifty-five minutes, and then you know they beat us fair and square uh, the other time. But the the going three games back was kind of that fail mary game, and I think any uh, informed football fan would be able to say that you know. That was not a not a win by the Seahawks. So I really feel like it, it's a it's a stronger rivalry for the Packers, uh, and one that I feel pretty strongly about that we should be able to to win that game. Uh, aside from them, right, right, right. Aside from them, I'm excited to go. I'll be going to the San Francisco 49ers game, taking a little road trip. So going to go check out the new stadium. So I'm excited about that. Even if that team is possibly a bigger dumpster fire than the Chicago Bears, if that's even possible. Uh, and then kind of toward the toward the end of the season, then the Cowboys, too. Um, oh, you, know, you can beat them all day after, long. Uh, Just beat them all day long. It's good for them. They like it. They like especially it. They like after it. The, especially after the playoff loss. Oh, the catch that wasn't a catch that might have been a catch? Yeah. Uh-huh. That's the one. I think that we're going to get their A game, and I'm looking forward to it. We're going to see their best punch uh, toward the end of the season. 
And I'm, it's one of those other marquee games that's on our schedule. Uh, you know, I'm talking to other f- super fans now. Um, I'm getting towards the end of my super fan experience, which um, is probably a good thing, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, <laughs> but I, I will say the ones that are the most confident, you know, that keep saying that if their team doesn't make a Super Bowl, it's a disappointing season. Are you in that camp? I would agree that I'm in that camp. I'm a little bit more, less cautious now that Jordy's out, but I still think if, you know, as long as Rodgers is healthy, we can compete with anybody. And I would uh, be disappointed if we didn't win a Super Bowl, yes. Well, I would be disappointed if my team doesn't win a Super Bowl, too, but it doesn't mean I'm actually going to get them to go win a Super Bowl. Yeah, you well. Know. <laughs> I know. I know. It's a whole thing. Brian's like, I'm over this already. It's okay. Um, <laughs> I just don't know what to say to that. No, I mean, it's, it's tough, you know, because again, I'm an, I'm an Eagles fan. So there's all this promise, all this promise, and then nothing. Like, like it's nothing. It's like, you know, it's like you bake the ba- best cake batter, and then when you bake it in the oven, it burns. So what's yeah, the that's point? that's kind of how it goes. You just got to get to the playoffs, and then anything can happen. Um, that's why it's going to be important for the Packers uh, to try to sew up home field advantage. I was really looking at that as kind of, uh, you know, after the uh, winning the division as kind of the next goal. And I think that'll be hard to do now without Jordy. Um, but like I said, as long as Rodgers is uh, upright, uh, I think we can hang with anybody. And that's definitely within reach. All right, Brian, if Galpa Nation wants to talk more Packers football with you, where do they go? Uh, on my Twitter account, it's at B-S-L-A-T-T-T. B-S-L-A-T-T-T. Okay, and you can also hear Brian and all the super fans on Next Fan Up. That's blogtalkradio.com forward slash Next Fan Up. Or you can follow them on Twitter at NFU Podcast. Brian, thanks so much and go Pack Go. I really hope my Eagles and, and um, Packers and the Packers are, you know, facing each other for the NFC Championship. That would be awesome. That would be great. Yeah, we could do lots of talking, maybe a little uh, back and forth, some trash talking. I don't know. Are you, you Do you trash talk normally with girls? Because we're mean. Like, we're really awful mean. <laughs> I'll be honest. I don't often trash talk with girls, but you seem like you can hang with the guys. So I feel like I could give it to you pretty good. <laughs> that sounded really dirty, Brian. Okay. And again, <laughs> watch out. Tim's a- going to come after me. Oh, my God. Not you, too. <laughs> it's a whole thing. What What is a whole thing? Oh, I don't know. The You and Tim have this thing going on, right? I have That's no all the rage on the next fan up uh, threads. No Flirt way. Gazi, they're calling it Flirt Gazi. Flirt Gazi. Wow. I mean, I I did make an official statement on what I thought it was called Flirtgate. Um, I didn't know it had been upgraded to Flirt Gazi. That's uh, yeah. a little. Wow. You really? They're not talking about like Jordy Nelson or Kelvin Benjamin or whatever oh, the I hell mean, is going on in Washington. Too, but... <laughs> yeah, but they talk a... about all those things too, but mostly you and Tim. Uh, let's, what is he? It's, it's all, you know, above the belt. There's all, it's just a friendly ribbing is all. Oh my God. It's ripped for your pleasure. (laughs) God help me. Oh my God. (laughs) This is what happens, ladies. You know, this is the problem sometimes with being the only girl in a boys club is that you don't understand when you guys are joking and when you're not like, you know, because men and women joke very differently. Um, (laughs) Because I never go to a girlfriend and, and do some of the things I think. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what's going on in that group. Um, I do know that I've made an official statement that there has been no flirting. I stand by that statement. Um, Mark Sicko, as he is the Eagles representative, is my sounding voice in that group, as I think that's appropriate since I'm an Eagles fan. Um, and he has assured me that he did 
put that statement out there. So I would like it again that Galpal Nation has in no way flirted with any of the super fans. It's all been about football and the occasional question about how to get wives and girlfriends more involved in football. That That is the official statement from Galpal Nation. And I'm sticking to if it. If you say so, Ramona. If you say so. All right, Brian. And again, you can listen to Brian and all the guys on Next Fan App. It's blogtalkradio.com forward slash Next Fan App. And Brian, thanks so much for coming on to the show. Thanks, Ramona. Thanks for listening to the Sports Gal Pal podcast. And be sure to check out sportsgalpal.com.